I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everyone and welcome to your latest and greatest episode of fangirl radio i'm your hosting co-host with the most rachel t moore and with me is our co-hosting host miss jessica dwyer and we are live at dragon vine on free comic book day yep dragon vine here in springfield oregon if you are in the area you should definitely check them out in addition to a great selection of comic books. They have um, Disney and Hello Kitty and Totoro and Studio Ghibli and all sorts of awesome stuff. And there's a line going out the door of people in costume, um, families of all ages, and picking up some free comic books and some not-so-free comic books and having a great time. So Jessica is over here. She has, um, for those of you who don't know, Jessica Dwyer, our host, writes... Um, for Horror Hound magazine, and she also writes uh, short stories. And so, for Uncanny Allegories, an anthology of new horror fiction by Postmortem Press, she's written a story. Um, how would you describe it? It is a what happens when a vampire falls down the rabbit hole in the world of Wonderland, and it is not Twilight-like at all. Well, because you're a disturbed individual. Yes, yes I am, and in fact there are dormice with vampire fangs, (laughs) and the the March Hare might have been a little vampirized as well, and uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum aren't together anymore. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. It's like, not, like their bodies are not together anymore, or they're not together as a pair? They're not together as a pair anymore, and uh, yeah, bad things have happened in Wonderland, or not so bad, depending on your your proclivities, as they may be. So, I was looking through this, I think you might be the only female who has written in this uh, anthology. Um, I, I might be. Um, part of the reason that um, uh, Eric Beebe, who I love to death, he's the editor of Postmortem Press, uh, part of the reason he picked my story was he was looking for female horror writers and um, that were interested in having their work published. But everything that he said was submitted was very twilighty. And he wasn't looking... more romance more, than horror. Right, more romance centric than horror and he was looking for something a little bit darker and um, my story is very much a an homage to Burton's vision of Wonderland which was very twisted and dark um, there aren't many Disney movies where you have your heroine jumping on a pool of severed heads to get to save the day Right. Um, but also it's a uh, an homage to the Christopher Lee Dracula series sir you want to come over here 
We're, we're, we're recording Fangirl Radio right here, right now. And what's your name? My name is Chris. Get closer to the microphone. Say, say it into the mic. <laughs> My name is Chris. Hi, Chris. And what do you have here? Uh, a lot of books that I'm picking up. One is including The Original Sin by Mark Wade and Jim Chunk. Um, looks to be a pretty good read. It's Marvel's new blockbuster. Hit. So what What was the free comic books that you picked today? Um, several. And mostly... <laughs> I picked the Transformers vs. G.I. Nice. <laughs> I approve the, this uh, choice. Teen Titans Go. Nice. And, uh, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, yay. Yeah. Did you get the other Guardians of the Galaxy comic? They were all gone. Oh, oh sad panda. Yeah. But that's a good choices there. And is this your and first? approval means everything. That's right, because I matter. <laughs> <laughs> so is this your first free comic book day? This or? is my first free comic oh, book day. Oh, my God. Yay. We got a comic book yeah. day virgin. And we've, yeah. brought, we've brought friends with us. Nice. Hi, guys. Hi. And babies. There's babies here. Yes. You gotta start the kingdom young. Well, we will let you get back in okay, line, I know. You. Thank but you thank so you much. for talking to us. So, yes, this is a great free comic book day, what we're seeing around here. Hello! And uh, we've seen a lot of geek girls, a lot of young girls here, which makes me happy. We've had hipster Ariel, we've had Ariel with full mermaid. And Girl mermaid Ariel. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, with Mulan. Yeah, with Mulan. There's been some bat... I like all the girls who are not just dressing as Batgirl, but who are dressing as Batman. Right. There's a lot of crossplay happening. We see some anime characters. I think I saw some Death Note back there. I saw a couple and, of Thors. And I think um, so far, costume winners have included Ariel and the Assassin's Creed. There is a kid dresses as a... Little, the littlest assassin. That, that golden book needs to come out for kids. <laughs> the littlest assassin, yes. And also signing here today are... Mark Allred and Laura, I believe, Allred. And yeah. she they are um, working right now currently on Silver Surfer, um, but they have worked on Marvel together. It's a husband and wife team, which is pretty awesome. Yes, and beautiful, beautiful work. And uh, she's his colorist. I think she yeah. still is working with him on those. And he is still writing. And apparently he works at night. So this is an amazing thing that we got him up <laughs> during the daylight hours. Kind of like you. Yeah, I don't think you've I'm, seen the daylight in years. I, I don't like the sun. It hurts me. The day star, it burns. Hi. We have Colette from Dragonvine here. Yay. Hi. hi, Colette. Hi, everybody. And poor Colette is working her tushy off and looks like she's going to faint soon. I'll survive. It's okay if you die, Jess will turn you. (laughs) Wow. So I have to talk about Colette's um, flair that she's wearing right now. Yes, because she has. This is Stitch as the Emperor from Star Wars, and it is the. Where did you find that? I actually found that one in Disney World when I went. Oh my god! I put it on because one of our newest employees, Jonathan, used to have Mickey Mouse as a Jedi, <laughs> but it kept falling off. So I'm the only one that kept my but, Star Wars. But the rest Disney. of this I recognize from around Dragonvine. Oh yeah, yeah, most of these are. Oh yeah. I like the Totoro. There's a Totoro. Yeah. Actually, Dragonvite is one of the few places you can find Studio Ghibli in Oregon. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. We've got more than just Totoro. We've got Castle in the Sky. We've got Howl's Moving Castles, everyone's favorite here. Nice. And what, what all? What all is the specialization here in Dragonvine? What What can you get here that you can't get anywhere else? We are a big pop culture store, so a lot of people know us for all of our comics, and especially now on Free Comic Book Day. That's fun. But the rest of the store, I mean, anything that's new, anything that's older, just big, popular on TV, whether it's comics, cartoons, we've got Pokemon now, we've got anime coming in now. 
We've got magic cards and Pathfinder. We've got board games. We've really got something for everybody and every kind of fan base. It's a lot of fun. Well, great. Well, we're going to let you get back to work because we know you. Yes. There's still the line Because I will be willing to steal and your necklace. I, I will do it. <laughs> I spy a local counterpart to us, um, local fanboy yes. from a Chaz King from your friendly neighborhood Ch- fanboy. Say hi, Chaz. How's it going? Yes. What Crossover. Did, what have you found today, Chaz? Way too much stuff. <laughs> That's the danger of uh, free comic book. I like your tick like... t-shirt. Oh, thank you. It's kind of like Black Friday for nerds. It right. is. Right. Just... So what is your Teen Titan figure that you're getting here? Uh, I'm getting Wonder Girl. Nice. Yeah. And there's a t-shirt. Is that a free comic book day t-shirt? No, it's actually a Black Canary uh, bombshell. Oh, I saw those. Shirt. Yes, the, I saw the... I'm a for those. I've got all the statues. I love the Batgirl one. I saw a Batgirl one over there that was very tempting, but I need another t-shirt, like a hole in my head. Well, we're yeah, going to lose him his place yeah. in line, so thanks. <laughs> Place we'll have Chaz on some other yes. night where we can we can annoy <laughs> him crossover. thoroughly. Crossover, yeah. epic crossover, epic crossover. <laughs> you can listen to the Friendly Neighborhood yeah. Fanboys yeah. here in Eugene on AM All Comedy fourteen fifty. I don't know if we're supposed to promote over to radio stations, but there you go. We're sorry, Jackalope. Um, not really, because we pro- they promoted Jackalope when I was on. They had me on as a guest. That's right. So and we, we had talked crossover. about um, Metal Gear Solid, and we talked about wrestling, <laughs> which I know nothing about. So they gave me Mary Hell about. I actually know more about wrestling than Rachel, which is kind of scary. He was on a mission. He's on a mission. He's on a mission. Uh, oh, is this Tank Girl? Is that a Tank Girl? There is a Tank Girl here, everybody. Okay, come here. Can we take your picture for our magazine? And yes. we're going to interview you, too, so get yeah. over here. <laughs> we'll make you're, sure you keep your place in line. You're chosen. We know, we know who you are. Give us your best. There you go. There you go. So, yes, we have a Tank Girl here, and she is adorable. And what is your what name, is your Tank name? Girl? Out here, talking the mic. Angel. 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 And so why did you choose Tank Girl today? Here you go. Um, I just like Tank Girl. Um, I've always wanted to dress up as her, and um, she's my idol. Nice. Yay. Yay. And she looks adorable, everybody. We'll Great have it job. up on um, our Facebook page and also on fangirlmag.com. Yes. So make sure that you see. Yeah, and we're signing autographs, too, because, you know, we're a big deal. <laughs> But yeah, we've I've seen so many good costumes. This is like a mini convention at the store. It really is, and it's kind of neat. Like it's a miniaturized Comic Con, and it's been nonstop. It's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite free comic book day I've ever been to. I I would come to the store. Well, this is the only comic book store I come to in the Eugene Springfield area anymore. Yeah, it's it's just got too much stuff. There you go, honey. Thank you. <laughs> and you come here. All right, tell us about your costume. We got another one. This is a. I'm, uh, my name's Cole. Cole. I'm uh, Kirito from Sword Art Online. Nice. <laughs> and did you make that yourself? No, unfortunately. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I got. I picked this up at uh, Wizard World. Um, nice. Up in Portland. Oh. Big fans of Wizard World. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, last uh, this year was my first year going. It was. I was not disappointed. It was a great. Oh, it's a yeah. huge yeah. show. Now, who did you get to meet at Wizard World? Uh, we yeah. got Stanley's autograph on a. Uh, they had a collectible there of a little pop vinyl. Oh, Stanley. the Funko Pop yeah. vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm. I'm an addict. <laughs> um, then we uh, met Summer Glau, who is uh, 
as you know, she was um, River, River, yeah, River Town. Sleep, yep, and from the Terminator series. Yep, yep. And uh, then we got a photo with Norman Reedus, who is... Oh, uh, yeah. Norman Reedus has been yeah. on our show. Yeah, Norman, Norman Reedus is a friend of the show. We've had him on a couple of times. And we say friend, he may be, have been under duress. <laughs> but, yeah, that he may was, have bought uh, him some alcohol. A couple of times. <laughs> Well, nice job. I like your outfit, man. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, do you want to grab this picture? Yeah. We, we're we taking photos, as many photos as we can for you guys, because, like I said, this has been pretty fun and awesome costumes going on at this, sh- at this event. So pretty, pretty cool. And we will let you get back in line. But thank you for talking, man. So yeah, this is this has been a good time. And it's kind of fun because usually we're walking around the convention, and and, and we here, get to sit. We get to sit. And people come to us. It's like a little parade because we're right by the cash register, and we get to harass people. Jessica's threatened some people. Yay! I always do that. She's ruined, she's ruined everything. She's knocked down some stuff. The people in the store still love us. I've scared children. Yeah, she is. That is one of my goals in life. <laughs> I, I like scaring kids. But there's there, there's been a lot of young kids here. I'm very happy to see the range of people coming out for free comic book day. Yeah, I'm very happy to see the young kids getting into it. You know, the very first free comic book day I went to was like, I don't know, it was early 2000s somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I went into the store in Lansing, Michigan, and they gave me two stacks of like full stacks of comics because only four people had shown up to three free comic book day oh god and you made so, out <laughs> yes i had all these stacks of comics and i was trying to give them away and i couldn't find anybody who so it's really neat to see people who are really well they, they've already ran out of stuff at this one because one of the big ones that i knew would be a big hit was guardians, guardians of, the galaxy, of the galaxy which i didn't even know there was a secondary when they did a rocket raccoon i know that's very cool and um the other biggie was gi joe versus transformers i grabbed i grabbed the tick because we know what a rabid fan i am of the tick and flaming carrot in general and then i um mouse guard of course hard hardcover which is nice yeah it was hardcover which is beautiful and i love mouse guard they're beautifully done and then um, I also picked up the Guardians of the Galaxy because because of reasons. Well, would that happen to be Chris Pratt? Is that your reason? No, 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 no. Is Chris Pratt your it's, reason? I, it's actually because of the tree guy. Oh, Groot! Yeah. Aww. And it's, I have to confess that it's one of the comics that I, I haven't read because we know that I'm... I'm not. You're not really a Marvel girl. No, I'm a Vertigo girl, and so an indie comic. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see if I'll get interested and read and go back and. Well, them. and the new the new series of Guardians of the Galaxy is beautifully done. I really 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 like it. But I I actually when I was at Comic Con I made a point of getting the hardback collection of all the old school Rocket Raccoon so I could I I have a feeling I'm gonna like Rocket a lot. Yeah. Because reasons. <laughs> Fire Steel High T Princess Ugg. Uh oh. We've noticed a comic. Yes. We, we've noticed is that a what gentleman. that comic is, or is we've... that just an ad on the back? What's but, on the front uh, of that comic? I, I, sir? I see something. I see something Short cool name. with your t shirt, and I need to see it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm beckoning. Us, tell us your name, sir. Tell us your name. Simon. 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 And that is an Indiana Jones t shirt. That is awesome. Very, very cool. So, what did you pick for Free Comic Book Day? Uh, I got the uh, Courtney Crumber. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. Uh, Gossamer. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Kind of 
kind of high fantasy looking. Yeah. And oh, that looks good. And something completely different. And, and, and he's getting Jonah Hex, which is pretty dang cool. That's old school. Yeah. So when, so how is your free comic book day going today? It's good. You know, I, this might actually be the first one I've been to. Really? Yeah. Nice. So it's cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, we will let you get back in line because I know. But but thank you for talking to us in awesome T-shirt. Thank you. That's what I noticed first. You saw the comics. I saw the Indiana Jones. <laughs> All right. We are here at Free Comic Book Day with, what's your name? My name is Erica. Erica. Uh, Swift, um, or you can call me Queenie from Talking Teacups of Doom. Talking Teacups of Doom. I like Fancy, that. Fancy, tell us about Talking Teacups of Doom. <laughs> uh, that would be our cosplay group. I actually have Renoa here with me, and she's our fearless leader. <laughs> so you're dressed as? I am dressed as Ariel from The Little Mermaid. And I'm Mulan. I'm well, from Mulan. <laughs> Mulan from Mulan. Yeah. That is awesome. So tell us a little bit, bit about cosplay. Wow, it is probably the best hobby ever. Um, Why is that? Why? Because it is leading me to my career path. Um, I am going to be going to school for apparel design and product development soon. I'll also be double majoring in some form of business, probably merchandising. That's great. And I started doing this, wow, almost seven years ago. I just remember when I was a kid, whenever I wanted new play clothes, I'd walk up to my grandma and go, I need a new skirt. And she would just sew me a skirt right then and there. And I was like... I have to learn how to do that. So I, I think a lot of people don't realize how much goes into cosplay. So can you talk a little bit about your process? It and is like... so, wow, it gets kind of crazy. We're getting it a lot does. faster. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Uh, costumes can take almost several months to do in the beginning. Um, it takes a lot of planning. We do a lot of designing. Uh, we do a lot of trying to get everything together. You just sort of hoard from like past products to make sure you have everything you need. Well, I went as a, as a cosplay character one time, and the thing that... It, even after you get it all together, being able to get there and keep it together during it's a convention. It's kind of hard. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I went to a convention recently. Mine was done. My friend's is not. She was Ursula. We finished it in the hotel room. We've okay. broken three sewing machines. <laughs> three sewing like machines you do. getting there. And then we broke one in the hotel room and then finished the entire thing using hot glue. Wow. It stayed together all day, and it looked really good. So do you get harassed at all, or is it pretty good these days at conventions as a um, cosplayer? We did pretty good. I think I only got one person who was kind of creepy, yeah. um, but somebody stepped in and was like, hey, you should not do that to people. So that was pretty cool. So we tend to sort of cover each other, which was really, really That's nice. That's great. Nice. I think it's getting a lot more friendly at conventions oh, yeah. for women in general and especially cosplayers. Definitely. There's a lot more respect. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm super pleased with it, too. Um, I mean, I was I was wearing an adhesive bra all day, and everybody seemed really normal um, around yeah, me. What you can't see, because this is radio, is that she has the aerial seashells, and they're just right there on the front, just like in The Little Mermaid. It does not go around her torso, and she's got this beautiful mermaid dress, and Mulan is decked out... <laughs> With a yeah. yeah, I have a cricket in my bag. Oh my goodness! See, it's all those little details that yeah. make it so great. <laughs> oh my goodness! He's adorable! Mulan <laughs> Cricket. So, we'll have pictures of both of them up on fangirlmag.com and up on the Facebook page. And maybe we'll talk to the cosplayers again. Maybe we'll do a cosplay episode. Yeah, maybe we can. Yeah. And do you guys have a website with your We stuff? do. You can follow us at Talking Teacups of Doom on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We also have Talking Teacups of Doom Tumblr. Um, and we're on YouTube as well. Great. Nice. Well, thank you so much. Thank you yeah, so much. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. So while Jessica is off procuring sus sustenance, sustenance, I'm going to be sneaky and interview Miss Sarah Buck. 
Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Now, Sarah's been on the radio show before. I have, yeah. But we haven't seen her in forever because we're adults and life is stupid busy. Life is stupid busy. So, That's the truth. I think before, though, we were talking about somebody else, but today I want to talk about you, darling. Oh, me? Oh, Because okay. you're, you're the mastermind behind us being here today. I am. I was like... Hey, it's Great Comic Book Day. We gotta get Fangirl Radio. Because you love comics. I do love comics with all my heart. I love comics so much that um, something that is actually a big part of Free Comic Book Day, you're part of the Comic Book Legal Defense. Yes, I have volunteered for the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Can you tell us a little bit about them? The Comic Book Legal Defense Fund is amazing. So, basically, um, they provide... um, they're a resource for people in the comic book community who might find themselves um, being censored, um, caught up in copyright issues, pretty much anything. They have a hotline you can call, and um, they give free or representation, free advice to people um, when they can. They are a nonprofit. Um, they accept donations, and you can get your very own. Um, membership to them with a really cool card every year. It's pretty awesome. That's right. Yeah. I think it's interesting because a lot of people don't realize, especially with the new influx of people interested in comic books, they don't realize it's not quite the same as, say, working in Hollywood. You don't... These artists are not gajillionaires. Right. No, they're pretty much you and me. Like, we... um, Comic book artists, comic book writers, um, you know, to really be... Even the ones who are really, like, successful you know aren't what we would consider like living the way famous people as we kind of understand them live so um, it's very important and plus for people who don't necessarily create comics but like if you go to public school and your um, school decides to try and censor a comic book because of some sort of content that you know, is ridiculous. You need somebody so, to Caleb, turn to. Which happens a lot. It happens a lot. Yeah, so, we have banned book days. Um, you know, if you were to see the kind of stuff that's banned in comic books, it's crazy. It it's really a lot is. of stuff because it is so easy when you get that mixture of both art and words. Well, I remember in Lodi, California, a while back, they had Phoebe Glockner's work was banned, and she wasn't even really with the superhero comic. She was in a different section, right? Mm-hmm. But because it was art, because it was drawn, they created it to cartoon. Yeah, and there's so much more for people to get upset about. Yeah. You know, the yeah. thing is, like, a lot of parents don't necessarily read those chapter books your kids are coming home with, but they'll flip through a comic book sure. and find all kinds of stuff right. um, they like to get upset about. But, you know. Yeah. Um, so you've met a lot of people in the comic book industry. Tell, tell me about your favorite Oh, my favorite. Your favorite um, um, meeting. It doesn't have to be your favorite artist ever, but... My favorite meeting is probably when I get to meet Scott Snyder. I've met him a couple times now, and for those who don't know, he is the writer of American Vampire. Um, he's doing at least one of the Batmans yeah. at this and has yeah. been. Um, and he does even some more... Uh, 
who does is it in Vertigo? He does some other Vertigo titles as well as um, American Vampire, but he is just always so well spoken and so nice. Like, and he's that guy who will remember your name, and remember who you are when you see him again and again, you know, at the convention. So, um, and I just love American Vampire. I'm a big American Vampire nerd. It's pretty bad. So, uh, just getting to meet him and talk about um, how much he loves, he loves what he does too. I think that is one of the best things about it. He just absolutely loves his craft. He loves his, um, what he does in comics so it's inspiring and it's positive and wonderful i think i think we find a lot that um on fangirl that when we talk to comic book artists and writers it's kind of like talking to a director or a screenwriter versus an actor because they have a real sense of the art they have a really sense of gratitude for doing what they love to do but it's hard work it's something that they slog through and so um, right it's like so love a comic book writer yes please do or Colorist, anybody, any, and there's so many people who do, there's so much goes into them that it's really um, amazing, the end product, it's a lot of fun to watch the process, and it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Of course. Thanks for talking about what you're passionate about, that's why we love you, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. All right, and... Everybody, um, I want to welcome Mike Allred to Fangirl Radio. He is here for Free Comic Book Day with us, and thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks for wanting me. (laughs) So Mike is a legendary artist in the comic book world, and he is working now currently, I believe, on Silver Surfer, correct? So tell us about how you got into uh, drawing comics. They were always there my entire life. From One of my earliest memories is waking up in a hospital bed with comic books covering me because my brother had knocked me off a table and gave me a concussion. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, but they've, they've always been there, and, uh, and Dad and Mom always encouraged us to be artistic. We always had art supplies, and so we made our own comics from an early age. They were, so they were always a hobby. They were always something we liked doing, and it eventually started paying. Nice. So what was what was some of the first inspirations for you as an artist for those? Well, um, the, the original Batman TV show, was that, that was huge. Every day we would see um, Batman, Star Trek, Lost in Space, The Monkees, uh, Partridge Family. So just one after the other, we'd see all these shows which were very visual and musical and just pumping with, um, you know, uh, great storytelling ideas and inspiration. And and so there was always things we wanted to draw and we made up our own characters. And, um, it, yeah, just it's just always been a part of my life, so did pop you, culture in general. So did you, um, the EC comics, the old school ones, did you read those growing up? And did they twist your brain like they would think everybody? Not growing up, but then um, as an adult when I was kind of reintroduced to um, what was happening with comics, I went on a crash course to, to find everything that anybody ever told me was quality and sought out all of the uh, the big EC library slipcase collections. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have every single one of those, and um, that was amazing to, to be able to read through all those. It's, it's the greatest collection of 
stories ever, period. You, you look at the, the EC books, and in like uh, eight pages, you'll, these just the most brilliant, tightest, diverse storytelling of any medium ever. Uh, other than that, you'd have to look at like the Twilight Zone TV series or something where That's there's just so much diverse top quality classic storytelling. Now you brought up the Twilight Zone. Were you inspired by Serling and the stuff that he did in like Night Gallery and in that show? Very much, uh, especially Twilight Zone. Not not so much Night Gallery. Um, and in fact, to this day, I don't think I've seen all the episodes. I have some of them. But uh, Twilight Zone was something that you just watch every day and then in reruns, it would rotate back and you didn't see the same episodes again. But it's just amazing how... M- it, it's almost impossible now to watch any kind of movie or TV series that the Twilight Zone didn't do first. Yeah, it, it was the inspiration for so much stuff. And yeah. it sounds like you're from that the time frame when that was coming back in reruns. <laughs> and it just, their stories were so much the basis for everything. Like the Robert Redford is death episode. Yeah, I was I'm, actually just thinking of that one right before you said <laughs> that. I must have some mind Oh, wow. <laughs> But yeah, where these, you know, this, this, visiting this elderly woman, and yeah, that's such a hauntingly beautiful episode. Oh, and it, still to this day, it makes me ball. I can't help yeah. it. It's in fact, the whole series, you look at that, and you'll see uh, um, superstars making early appearances. William Shatner did two episodes. Shatner was Classic the king yeah. of anthology. Uh, shows. I actually yeah, wrote it. Man, man from Uncle? Yeah. With, with Leonard before Star Trek. <laughs> I know. I know. That was, I, I wrote this anthology article and I went back and was researching all this stuff. I couldn't believe Shatner was on all of them. Yeah. Like Outer Limits. He was in the Twilight Zone and he kept yeah. just showing up. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. And Adam West too. Adam West was in Outer Limits. He was in uh, Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it was cra- crazy. I, I love that stuff. And Bill Mooney. Who was in everything? Yeah, he was another Shatner. He was like Baby Shatner. He exactly. was in all of them. Yeah, he's like, he, he, like uh, uh, streets. No, Rockford Files. As he's as he's getting older, but like, yeah, he's in be- be- two episodes of Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Um, I Dream of Jeannie. He's yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's but it's so much fun watching those old shows and like. I know him, I know him, I know her. <laughs> yeah, you can make a drinking game out of it, but you probably would die if it was about Shatner because he shows up in everything. Yeah. Finally met him for the first time in Portland just a few weeks ago. Oh, how I, was he? I, uh, he was great. But I had done a, a Star Trek Legion of Superheroes cover, and so it was it was neat to have him know me as in a professional basis as well. And, That's awesome. Yeah, so I, in, on the inside, I'm you know a total fan geek, but uh, it was like... We have, prof- we have a professional association, so that was really cool. I go freak out later after yeah. I meet people like that. Yeah, I mean, same with Adam West, too. He's like my second dad, because I, I grew up on that, that Batman TV series. I know some people think it's corny, cheesy, whatever, but I took it very seriously as a kid, and he was telling me to look both ways before I cross the street and wear your safety belt, you know, and it's like... And and now I'm his official cover artist. You know, it's 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 fantastic. That is awesome. Yeah. So you've been working on the Batman, the new Batman sixty six. Yeah, I do all the covers. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. So how big of a deal is that for you? Because it's you know you're living like a fanboy dream. Oh, for sure. Especially that because um, in fact uh, I I kind of cracked open the door with that. I had done um, an issue of DC Solo and. Did Adam the Adam West Batman doing the Batusi? Well, at the time, 
they it was in the solicitation catalogs. It was on the internet. Everybody saw the image, but when it came time to use it as a cover, they, they kind of balked because uh, it looked too much like Adam West, and they didn't have the rights to his likeness. And so for me, it was like, well, get get the rights to his likeness. He's he's Batman, you know, to so many people. people yeah. he, he is Batman, and, and uh, now there's this. A series that is inspired by the TV series, and I'm the cover artist, so it, That's it, awesome. it really is this little boy, uh, you know, having his dreams fulfilled. That it's, is so great. It's fantastic. So did you get to see the little snippet they did at, um, I think it was uh, Wonder, WonderCon, where they had the Batman Beyond crossover, and they had all the Batmans in the background? No, I... Uh, Oh, you need to check that out. Okay. You will, you will. He's in it. Adam West's Batman is in the background. Cool. Yeah, they bring him in there. Awesome. It's really neat. As it should be. So, <laughs> how did you um, start working for? Because um, you did X Men. You've done. Uh, how did you get into the industry? What was the first way to get in for you? I came in through the back door. It's strange to look back now, and Laura and I were just talking about this. That um, I've done pretty much every significant character in, in comics, if, even if it was just one illustration for, a, say, for a calendar or a pinup or something, but but because I was asked, if you could do any character that you haven't done, what would it be? And, and every time I would think of a character, oh no, I, I did, did that character <laughs> for this, or I did that character for that, so it's crazy, but if, if coming in, if, if somebody had said... You know, we want you to do this series for Marvel or this series for DC. I, I would have happily done it, and, but I didn't know how to do that initially. I, I didn't know about going to comic book shows or s sending in your work. Or I, I, uh, I didn't know how to get you my foot in the door. And, and my whole life, I'd all only I, uh, you know, I'd, I'd always drawn my favorite characters of Mar favorite Marvel DC characters, but I also created my own characters. And so that was my in, really, just making my own comics. And my first success with my own creations was Madman. And uh, that did so well that uh, editors from Marvel and DC started calling me up and asking me if I'd do stuff. Nice. So, uh, it, yeah, w it was great to have that creative freedom to be established independently to where I wasn't relying on anybody to hand me work. I was creating my own work. And then... Uh, also developed these great friendships with uh, with uh, editors and publishers and and um, so now it's easy to just say hey yeah I'd love to do this and they go okay let's make that happen that's awesome yeah. so you you were asked who would you like to do but what would you what have you not done yet that you would really love to get your hands on that maybe you've touched upon it in the past but what would you really like to do and what would you do with it well, only because somebody asked me on Twitter or brought up me doing Legion of Superheroes, is that on that that's on my mind? But honestly, uh, Silver Surfer is one of my all-time favorite characters, and so to be doing this new monthly series, um, it's exactly what I want to be doing right now. And um, and we've got 25 issues outlined, so wow. I I'm. Hoping to be able to do all of those and nice. and and more, but yeah, there's a lot of characters I really love. I love the New Gods, Jack Kirby's New Gods, the Inhumans, um, and I have been able to do little bits with them. And 
so yeah, there's lots of stuff that I would I would love to to do with Marvel and DC. Nice. Well, Mike, thank you so much. I, you. It's nice meeting you. Nice thank you for hanging out. And um, is there anything that you would like to pimp out to the masses right now that you're working on? Um, I think we well we talked about Silver Surfer and Bat, Batman sixty six. I've got a Madman three D special coming out. Oh, cool! Uh, that should be out before Christmas. That's going to nice. be packed with new uh, pinups in three D from a lot of really great creators, and, and uh, so I'd, I'd hope people would uh, look for that. Nice. And and how can they find you online? Do you have a presence? Um, well, my Twitter handle is at allredmd. Gotcha. And uh, I have a Facebook page. And then, but, but I, main reason I use those is to lead people back to my art blog, which is the first place I try to uh, show work as soon as it, it, it's uh, timely. Nice. And that, that's like all, all red blog spot, something, something. Or, or just go to uh, AAAPop.com and there's a link to my art blog. Nice. And we'll, we'll post a links up on Fangirl Mag for you okay. too, definitely. So okay. thank you again, man. You. It was great. All right. Hey, everybody. So I am going to wrap up our free comic book day special with some comic book guys. But these aren't the losers that you'll see on AMC. These are real comic book guys. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, we have Caleb Buck with us. Hi, hey. Caleb. Hi. Hey. And Mr. Joey Esposito. Hi. Thanks for having me. No worries. And these guys are indie comic book dudes. They're awesome. They're creating and they're making their own stuff and they're making it available to you. Um, Caleb is sort of the newbie to this. He's got a new comic that's going to be coming out soon. And Joey's been doing this for a little while. And I thought it'd be great to have both of them on to talk about their stuff and how they got into this. So first, I think... um, Joey, let's talk to you because you've been doing this a sure. little bit longer. Um, can you talk about how you got into the indie comic scene and doing like this, uh, the Kickstarters and things like that? Um, well, I've always sort of been creating comics, you know, just even as a kid, just, you know, tracing other comics that I owned or whatever. And of course I can't draw. <laughs> um, so like I ended up, I went to film school because I really wanted to tell stories visually. And I thought that was the only way I could do it was with movies. And while I was there, I sort of I took a, a, a comics course that they offered. And while I'd always read comics, I never really grasped the idea that this was something you could do and tell stories that way. Um, and instead of like going through the motions of trying to raise money for for uh, filming and all that, but, you know, super expensive. So I thought I would try my hand at telling stories visually, but through comics, which is actually way better because you can do anything that you want. There's no budget limitations, you know, in terms of like special effects and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so in college, actually, is when I started writing comics. And at the time, I was drawing like my own mini comics and stuff that were, of course, really crude and terrible. Um, but then, you know, as I moved on and sort of like got the hang of scripting and stuff like that, that's when I started working with artists. And then Kickstarter, uh, I came across an early campaign from uh, the Reading with Pictures. Uh, it's like a educational anthology and what they were doing at the time. I think this was like 2009. They were raising funds to create a book. It was an anthology book that they wanted to get in the classrooms to encourage kids to read and stuff like that. And so I donated to that. And then slowly it's sort of like picking up steam and uh, Cody Chamberlain did sweets on there, which I was really intrigued by. And then I decided to try it. And that was like early 2011. And it still wasn't quite 
I mean, it wasn't anywhere where it is today in terms of like, I mean, and now Kickstarter is so integrated into the comics community that it's just sort of like an accepted thing. But in 2011, it was still sort of an unknown entity. Um, we gave it a shot and it worked out and, and I've done it three times. So I'm currently in the middle of my third campaign, which is super stressful. But um, yeah, I mean, Kickstarter is amazing and it's, it's a, a great tool for independent creators. That's awesome. And Caleb, you, you're working on, and, and uh, give us some details about your upcoming one, because I've seen some of the photos or some of the, the artwork for it. And give us some details about that and how you started getting into the indie comic stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm working on a comic. It's uh, Supesimon, uh, the, the Japanese kind of pronunciation of uh, Spaceman. It's, uh, there's already like five or six characters called Spaceman. So. <laughs> We we wanted to do kind of one of those uh, retro kind of throwback to the 1960s. I mean, I don't want to say naive or innocent, but where people kind of looked up, you know, to the sky and to space and kind of felt a little bit more uh, that there were possibilities, that there were things out there to see, things out there to do. And then it was kind of, you know, accessible to people. Like if you, you know, read old Time Life magazines or anything, everyone thought by now space would be something we just get to kind of do. So it's supposed to be kind of like an intimately cosmic sort of thing and so i kind of got into it into comics way later like when i was a little kid i didn't really read comics i was horribly serious and so for me anything like batman or the x-men they were either cartoons or they were uh movies that it wasn't until really like an adult that i uh fell into into the love of comic books is kind of one of those like real kind of uh detachments from life where you could sit down and you know, adventure, but you have something to read. Comics are like that neat sort of space between having to read a book, but getting to watch a movie. It feels a little bit more interactive, less passive. And so I fell in love with it. And then I, I, I met my, uh, my artistic partner, uh, Matt Brundage, and he offered me a chance to get to write something for him and kind of blossomed from there, which was, which was awesome. Cause I never really thought I would be on the writing end, just the, uh, just the reading end of comics. Nice. And so how far along are, is, uh, I, I'm not going to say it right. So, I never, I never say it right. Just do it. Just do it. I, I mean, Supesman. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. I did it right. Yay. I'm yes. <laughs> so how far along are you on this? Cause I saw some, like I said, I saw some of that beautiful artwork that he's doing for you at, um, free comic book day. And, um, so when can we expect this to be available? So you saw where the kind of first eight pages we wanted to do for the first thing anyone would see would be eight pages in origin story. That way we would never, ever have to talk about that again and <laughs> write actual stories. Everyone just keeps rehashing the creation myth again and again of superheroes, and it is our least favorite thing. So, uh, so you saw that, and that will go on the internet literally as soon as I scan it. I mean, I just got those on Saturday, and as soon as, like, later this week, and then... The actual book, uh, our first real thing that we want to say start kickstarting maybe maybe in July or so, uh, the whole script has been done and we're starting to set up uh, uh, like breakdowns for pages and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So um, you'll provide us with links to that information and to your site so we can definitely uh, put that up for everybody on Fangirl for, for them to find you. Yes cool and um so my next question is for both of you like how did you get into 
Um, and we talked about Kickstarter and we've talked about how you kind of fell into comics, but how did you learn? Cause I want to be able to, to like get everybody that's interested in this, um, some information on how, you know, how did you get into indie comics? How did you get your path to, to creating online and getting this stuff up and, and finding out that information? Um, I mean, for me, uh, all I'll say is that you just do it. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't have to wait for anyone to tell you it's okay or ask for permission from anybody. You just do it and sort of figure out what works best for you, um, whether that's putting up a webcomic or, or kickstarting money to print a book or whatever. And like you, you're going to make mistakes along the way. I'm still making mistakes. I'm still trying to you know figure out the best way to get my vision onto the page and then you know to readers. But that's part of the magic of it. You know, I mean, that's why it's so fun and it's, it's always different. You're always learning. Um, and just sort of doing that from any perspective that you can, whether it's writing or drawing or lettering or coloring or editing or whatever you want to do, just like get your hands dirty and just do it. Gotcha. Caleb, how about you? Uh, I would say that, I don't know that there's less and less, it seems like kind of what you call indie comics anymore. I think when I was in high school and stuff, I knew of kids who, you know, really did that kind of photocopy yourself sort of stuff and like hand it out. But these days you'll see a lot of big names and they'll do, you know, for like the kind of big two stuff, but they're just releasing little things they do on websites or conventions only that the kind of indie comic scene and the big comic scene are so together anymore because you have big publishers that publish stuff and you have, you know, writers and artists who are, you know, they work on say Fantastic Four one day and then the next day and turn around and are doing something like East of West. That's Jonathan Hickman reference, but... (laughs) But you, you see that a lot. And so it doesn't really feel like there's such a distance where in the old days, you know, you kind of saw it first happen with move, like movies or music and now comic book comic books where there was kind of such a uh, gap between the kind of big people and then the little people. But because of changes in technology, it made it so accessible. Things like Kickstarter, things like uh, websites like DeviantArt or just your own website, it's really easy to get people to say, read and look at stuff where 10 or 15 years ago, you'd be hundred dollars to get like photocopies made or way more if you wanted actual books but these days uh, the means of production are so accessible that it seems less independent it just seems like you know newer i think a lot of times people say independent comics or indie comics and they just mean new intellectual properties a lot of the time well and i think part of this too the it, it's a double-edged sword because i love print i love having a thing in my hand that i can smell old comic book smell you know that's one of yeah but nowadays with like comiXology and the digital rise of of just digital comics it's easier for people at least it looks like for me to me that they can get into this a lot easier a lot cheaper and the starving artists can get into the um into people's hands via their ipad and instead of having to deal with the print thing. Is that what you guys see in this? Um, what you're noticing that this is making it so much easier now with everyone going digital. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, even from my standpoint, one of the books that I do is called Captain Ultimate. It's published by a monkey brain comics who is digital only publishing. Ah. Um, a lot of their books end up, you know, going to print through IDW or, or image or wherever, but I can't like our book is an all ages superhero book. And the only way that that would be even possible to exist right now is with digital. Um, even before we ended up at Monkey Brain, our plan was to do a digital release because digital is sort of like the new newsstand. That's that's where you're going to get kids. You know, that's where you're going to get families, sort of like the casual reader. 
as opposed to you go into a comic shop and it's very um, big two focused and you know there's still like all ages stuff but usually it's based on cartoon network shows or, or previous licensed properties or whatever um and so for us the only real way we could get that audience that we wanted was through digital and even now like the you know we have a great response and stuff to the book but even finding a print publisher that wants to publish this sort of all new ip that is a all ages book is, is proving very difficult um so yeah i mean digital has changed things in a huge way and i think that's for the better and Caleb, uh, is that uh, – are you actually going to have print of, of – su- su- I'm going to try it again – Super Spaceman. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You can just say Spaceman. Spaceman. It's very much – it's easier. Uh, so are you going to have print of that or is it all going to be digital? I know the first chunk is going to be digital because, uh, one, digital is really inexpensive but also kind of has that MP3 feel of it. I mean, when people started changing or trading MP3s, it wasn't just because it was free. It was because part of it was you could get so much access to new things you'd never heard before. And you could learn that you actually had interests that you would have never you know, realized just going to a regular like CD store. And so we want kind of a digital means. That way, as many hands can get it. But for me, I absolutely want print. I always feel like comic books need to kind of exist you know, with a cover and you open it up and you can have spreads and things like that. So I, absolutely, I want to do uh, like print because it has I don't know, such a vitality. It feels real when you put it in a bag and a board and you can hand it to someone. But on the other hand, I listen to all of my music anymore <laughs> digitally. <laughs> I mean, I love records and we have a record player in the living room, but yeah, it's so much easier to, uh, to just put it off your phone onto the, uh, the stereo system. So absolutely digital's digital. Awesome. Well, I bought digital comics today. Well, you know that I I'm old. I am almost forty. I'm I'm going to be thirty nine in a month. I'm not even going to think about it. Um, but the fact is, I'm one of these people that I went to the comic book store when I was I was young. I'd run in there and grab like the giant stack of quarter per issue, old out of print uh, comic books. And I always find it funny because you brought up music and and like Rob Zombie was one of these guys close to my age where he he lived for the record. And that the the cover and and the in, insert and the goodies and uh, like his last CD he did he made a point of making this massive thing of art in in the sleeve for the the CD because it was going to be the last one fairly sure that he was going to do on a CD and and not be digital with it all so it's one of those things it's like I always think there's going to be a place for physical media in terms of totally. comics you know it's just one of those things it's like the smell and the the pretty pictures being in your hand and holding on to something um but yeah so uh i know we're getting ready to run out of time here but i wanted to give you guys a la- uh, another shot at um telling us where you are online and when we can expect goodies from you um so caleb you first let's see i easiest way is twitter i am at i am caleb buck so I am Caleb Buck at Twitter. That's the easiest way. And uh, uh, the full website and stuff should be up shortly. And the first eight pages, the origin story of Supe Simon, the one and only origin story. So Supe <laughs> Simon, I'm going to get it here. right. I'm going to get it right. Are you going to reboot it in like 10 years? Are you gonna reboot no, that? that would be the worst. It would kill me. <laughs> You're going to have him break um, his uh, nemesis's neck on camera? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) In front of kids. (laughs) I want it to be after he's thrown people through buildings that are filled with people. I want him to really not suffer that long. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I can't believe you mentioned that movie, the whole bus of kids thing. That's actually in our eight pages. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I, I could say something about Brian Singer and kids, but I won't because... Oh, my goodness. That's, wow. I thought we were trying to be classy. I kept my language clean for you. I wasn't salty at all, and then you say that. Oops, we're out of time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Joey, we'll lead into you with that one. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Joey Esposito. And uh, you can find my books on Comixology. I have uh, the Captain Ultimate book is up there, Pawn Shop, Footprints. And if you like Footprints, currently on Kickstarter is uh, a sort of a pseudo, it's not a sequel, it's sort of like an interlude, but it's a one shot called Footprints Bad Luck Charm. And that's currently um, on Kickstarter. And we're raising funds to print that up. So if you check that out, and you know, you can read it, it's two stories, and you can read a complete six page story on the Kickstarter page. Um, so if you like it, throw us some monies and uh, we'll make it a print reality. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, free comic book day special episode. Um, we will um, definitely check back in on you and definitely have links up for um, everybody on fangirlmag.com for your stuff. Cause it looks great. And um, suppo- I'm going to get it right. So pay some man. It's perfect. Yeah, it. he's, he's so lying. Um, no, no, to hear anyone say it, that makes me happy. That's Look at that go. We will have links to um, the first eight pages of the origin story where children die on a bus. For, uh, for you. That's not true at all. That was only a movie reference to that one movie. That's... Now you have to write it. No. I'm re- oh, it's already drawn, though. You, we have to have a sequel where that happens. A second origin story? Oh, my. Why not? I mean, oh. how many are we? on with spider-man right now enough. not enough <laughs> never enough Spider-Man. i guess that's the difference between me and joey <laughs> <laughs> oh oh it's getting ugly all right guys thank you so much and everybody i hope you enjoyed this special uh free comic book day episode we enjoyed doing it we're going to do another on-site definitely um i think uh we were at dragon vine this year and uh for free comic book day and i believe they're going to be doing possibly something for halloween is what i heard kind of mentioned so we will definitely be doing a special on-site for that too and i'm sure caleb will be there in some form of undead killian murphy garb i just look like that i just look like undead killian murphy. That's, that's just his face that's my regular yeah that's right he does look like undead killian murphy it, it's kind of, yeah, it's it's true but anyway guys thank you again and uh thank you for listening thank to you. radio and um thank you joey caleb we will see you guys later uh we'll see you actually next week on fangirl radio <laughs>